It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton, the dubs thoroughly wet the bed in game five against the los angeles clippers kevin durant goes for 45 but that's still not good enough to win steph curry i don't know where he is because he wasn't at the game we're all going to try and find him tonight little post game sound coming at you as well and i guess maybe a look ahead to game six because there's going to be a game six all that's coming up next here on locked on warriors on the locked on podcast network you are locked on warriors Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. If you are looking for Locked On Warriors or any of the Locked On podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find us on the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. Himalaya not only has personally curated playlists, it is coming up with new top-of-the-line features every single day. You can also find me on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Just tell your smart device to play Locked On Warriors. And only Locked On Warriors, you guys. So welcome in. Uh, what's going on? What's going on, guys? The Dubs have lost to the Clippers in Game 5. I don't know what to tell you, man. Ugly, ugly, ugly game. Uh, just when you expect the Warriors to come out locked in and ready to go and motivated to wrap this thing up, especially after the Jazz beat the Rockets in Game Four to make it 3-1 to match up the series. And then the Rockets beat the Jazz tonight, so the Rockets are officially in the second round. Warriors aren't there yet. Uh, you thought that the Warriors would be motivated to wrap this thing up. Instead, Steph Curry, uh, I don't know what his deal was, honestly. Uh, he looked out of it. He looked disinterested. And it's not something you can normally say about Steph. St- even in games where the rest of the team isn't really there, Steph is high energy. He's moving well. He's getting his shots up. He's driving to the hoop. He's doing a lot of things. He's focused. He's locked in. I mean, tonight it looked like one of those James Harden games, a, a, a closeout James Harden game in the playoffs where he just looks gassed. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Uh, not only that, ton of blown assignments uh, on rotations and switches from Steph, giving up a number of wide-open threes. Uh, not only that, also... Uh, Clay Thompson was part of those too. It was just bad. It was really, really, really bad. And they're one and two at Oracle in this playoffs. They have three losses in the Kevin Durant era of the Golden State Warriors at Oracle in the playoffs. Zero in his first year, one in his second year, two in this series. I, I don't know. 
I don't know what to tell you. I mean, hopefully they're they're locked in enough, awake enough to win game six. This is the matchup they wanted. This is the one they wanted. I mean, maybe they just wanted another night in L.A., but tonight was absolutely pathetic. It was bad. It was really bad. So you're going to continue to hear about how bad it was because I don't have a ton of positives to say. Uh, I'll give Kevin Durant a ton of praise. With no KD tonight, this is a a 30-point loss. This is worse than giving up a 31-point lead because at least when you gave up a 31-point lead, you were playing well enough to go up 31 points. Tonight, you, you let an inferior team come in and smack you around at home again. But let's go into the game. Let's start in the first quarter because that's where the game start. Again, it is a rule. I don't agree with it, but, you know, it's what we got to do. Uh, <laughs> Clay came out pretty locked in, knocked down a three. He was getting buckets early, which didn't last. He went 9 of 20 for the game, so it wasn't his most efficient uh, Steph managed to stay out of foul trouble. I think he took Steve Kerr's advice to let them score a little too literally because he blew a bunch of switches on Patrick Beverly. He was outplayed by Patrick Beverly tonight. Uh, the 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 stuff about Beverly earlier in the series with him and, and KD was false. It was baloney. He didn't affect KD. He didn't outplay KD. Tonight, he outplayed Steph. And there's no doubt about that. Uh, Kevin Durant was locked in immediately, knocking down shots, getting to the hoop. He was, he was Kevin Durant. When you, when you get 45 points, you're pretty locked in. But from the tip, he was ready to go. Uh, the, the offense was kind of bogged down. Um, once Looney checked in, it started flowing a little more. And Clay was good in the first quarter. In the first quarter, Clay was getting buckets. He ended the first with eight, but he was two of two from three. Uh, Steph actually did have 10 in the first quarter, which is good. But when you end the game with, what, 24, you weren't really good the other three quarters. KD ended the first quarter with 12. They were they were getting it going in the first, uh, at least offensively. I have written down here a number of times that Steph is lost. He was just absolutely lost. I'm, I'm honestly worried about him. Like, someone needs to check on him. Was he up with the kids all night last night? Was Was the new baby, you know? <laughs> causing him a sleepless night or something because I've, I don't remember seeing Steph move around like this. Like he was sulking. It felt like, and you know, people like to bash KD when, when things like that, when it looks like his body language is bad. Well, Steph was bad tonight. His body language is bad. He was sulking around. I don't know what the deal was. Patrick Beverly got two offensive rebounds early in the first that led to buckets for the Clippers. Like Steph was just nowhere to be found. Uh, KD knocked down three straight threes to get the Warriors going, and he actually played 11-14 in the first quarter, which was a longer stretch than usual, which meant that it would be a longer stretch without him in the second, which is always makes you nervous because the second unit hasn't been great. Uh, in the first, the Clippers had five offensive rebounds, and they were by... Jerome Robertson and Patrick Beverly and Gallinari had a couple. At the very least, Gallo's big, so that makes some sense. But when Patrick Beverly's getting those, that's not great. Uh, Alfonso McKinney did play well in his minutes. He did only go one for four from three, which is not good, obviously. But he did hit a buzzer beater at the end of the first to put the dubs up four uh, going into the second. And so Steve Kerr came out with the lineup of Sean Livingston, Clay Thompson, Andre Guadalla, Alfonso McKinney and Andrew Bogut uh, to start the second. And they went minus five 
in four minutes and 32 seconds. Could not stop Montrez Harrell. That was a theme throughout the entire game, which, look, I like Montrez Harrell a lot. I think he's a really good player. But the idea that he's doing what he's done this series to one of the best teams ever assembled is trash. They have to figure it out. They have to do something. He's not a guy who creates his own offense. Like, you have to. You got to figure it out. They were giving up wide open threes all night, blowing rotations. I have it written down in every single quarter. Steph seems lost. Steph seems out of it. I just, I don't know what the deal was with him. And he's got to figure it out by game three, or game three, by game six. Excuse me, yeah, this game, this series is going six. It's going back to L.A. because the Warriors wet the bed tonight. At the end of the first, the Warriors were actually down eight. They just couldn't get anything going in the second. In the second, it was all about Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. They combined for 22 of the Clippers' 34 points in the second. Dubs, guess how much the Dubs scored? So in that, in that second quarter, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell, 22. Warriors, 22. KD was playing well. He went three for four from the field in the second. He had nine points. Obviously, KD was playing well. He went for freaking 45. I'm sure you guys can hear my voice that I am pretty upset about this one. This is, uh, they had a chance to match, match the Rockets. They got the gift of Utah getting the win for him in game uh, four, but instead couldn't get it going. In the third, no one was trying to get to the hoop. Draymond picks up a technical, trying to get the crowd going, trying to get his team going. It did lock Draymond in a little bit, but, man, he took some questionable shots tonight. He took a two-for-one. Oh, man, might have been in the second. I forget exactly when it was, but it was terrible. We don't need Draymond two-for-ones. And, by the way, the whole two-for-one fad – a little overrated. Would rather you just get one good shot than two bad ones. But anyways. In the third, they were able to score more and make some plays, but they just couldn't get any stops. KD had another hot quarter. He went for 14. Steph actually had eight, but they couldn't get any stops. So going into the fourth, the Clippers were actually up 10. Uh, KD came out at with a minute 45, or excuse me, a minute 41 left in the quarter which was a bad move by Steve Kerr. Steph Curry's not playing well. KD is. Switch the rotation. But instead, he takes uh, takes KD out, and the Dubs get outscored by five at that point, which gives the Clippers a 10-point lead going into the fourth. KD opened the fourth with a four-point play. It was great. You figure this is where they're going to get it going. This is where they're going to figure it out. Not going to happen. I have it written down here. Again, so many blown rotations. It was pathetic. They did finally start putting together stops. They got six straight stops and cut it to three. And Steph, well, let me go go here. They were down six. Steph gets a nice and one uh, driving to the hoop, which no one was doing tonight, which drives me absolutely crazy. It's one thing if you don't want to drive against Montrez Harrell, fine, whatever. If you think he's that good of a shot blocker, rim protector, fine. But they started Jeff Green at center. Like, that's available. That's there. And the way they're blowing the whistles, man, drive to the hoop. But so Steph uh, drives to the hoop, gets the and one, cuts it to three. They get a stop. Steph comes down, jacks up a 35-footer, going for the dagger with like 18 seconds left on the shot clock, bricks it. And then guess what? Clippers go out, start scoring points again after six straight stops. Just a terrible decision on his part. Uh, Hampton's five check-in at four minutes, 44 seconds. 
Uh, terrible kicked ball call on Draymond, or excuse me, on Andre turned into a Montrez Harrell bucket. It was just, huh, it was rough. The Warriors were actually able to tie it at 328. Clay knocked down a three. KD tied it with a half court dunk. And then you get an awful Steph turnover with about two minutes left, and the rest is history. The, the Clippers just outplayed the Warriors, and the Warriors were not locked in. They did not show up. Steph Curry, again, I'm still wondering where he's at. He was out of it. He was out of it. If we're going to clown James Harden for games when he's just oddly on another planet, that was Steph Curry tonight. And they wasted a 45-point game from Kevin Durant. You know, KD, I, I tweeted last night during the Blazers game that, you know, Damian Lillard might have to win it on his own, and he kind of did. And tonight, KD might have had to try and win it on his own. Uh, he couldn't finish it, though. Not Nothing against him. He was the only one playing well out there tonight, really. I mean, Draymond had his moments. It, I don't know what to tell you. Tough loss. On to game six. Yeah, game six. Unbelievable. Going to take a quick break, come back, and uh, go do some post-game sound, hear what these guys have to say, because I, I don't know how they're going to try and explain this one, but I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it. But first, let me tell you about Wise Camera. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all. It's packed with premium features that allow you to see everything from anywhere for only 20 bucks. You get 1080p full HD, images so clear you're not going to miss a thing, night vision, two-way audio, Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products accessible to anyone. You can check on your home anytime with Wise Apps live stream. Connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus. Not only do you get all these features, you also get a free rolling 14-day cloud, uh, cloud storage with no subscriptions. That's two weeks free of cloud storage. You can use it to watch your kids destroy the house. You can use it to keep an eye on laundry, watch food simmer. You can watch... Plants grow through time-lapse. The time-lapse is pretty cool. That's, that's one of my favorite features. You want more? They got that, too. For just $10 more, Wise Cam Pan gives you 360-degree coverage in under three seconds. My life moves fast. Your camera should, too. It works with Alexa, and you can also work it with your mobile phone from literally anywhere. Free f- rolling 14-day coverage. And you can go to wise.com slash lock to get the guarantee lowest price. That is wise.com slash locked. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy, golden goodness. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Just going over this, uh, this cluster of a game that the Warriors just lost to the Los Angeles Clippers, who forced a game six. Credit the Clippers, though. I mean, I don't know if I've given them enough credit. Lou Williams is a killer. Montrez Harrell is a beast. Patrick Beverly outplayed Steph tonight. Like, they played well. They played well. The Warriors could have played a lot better. But the Clippers did play well. 
one of the things that actually killed the Warriors was in the second half, they went five of 23 from three. That's ridiculous. Why are you taking 23-3? You're not the friggin' Rockets. You have options. You can take mid-range. You can drive to the hoop. But they went five of 23 from three. They got three happy. They just weren't locked in. They just figured they were going to win game five and whatever. We'll move on. In the fourth, Clay took six shots. Five of them were threes. He missed four of them. It, they just got three happy and were looking for the daggers. That's something that they do at Oracle that obviously doesn't really work that well. And I just, I don't know. Tonight was a frustrating one, man. Very frustrating. And obviously, frustrating for the fans. You can't imagine how frustrating it is for the players. Clay Thompson was interviewed after the game. He had some things to say about the Warriors' struggles at home uh, this season and so far in the playoffs. I have no idea. I have no idea. We still won a lot of games at home. But, uh, take a win anywhere. That's fine. We'll just have to win all our games, whatever. So Clay's still confident this team can win anywhere, but the bottom line is they have struggled at home. Uh, Clay said, whatever, we'll just win all our road games. It is what it is. Problem is, if you're only winning road games and you uh, have home court advantage, you're, you're going to lose the series. But I get what he's saying. He was also asked about how to build off this game. Here's what else he had to say. Shoot, ain't no building. Just go do what we do. Like, build from this game. This game sucked. We lost. Let's go win Friday. Let's, get, let's win big. Let's freaking win by 30. We're capable of. But uh, it's basketball. So I'm excited for Friday. So as you can tell, Clay a little upset, fired up. I like it. He's excited for Friday. Ready to play some basketball. Ready to win by 30. Go do it. Go do it. Quit messing around. That's the thing. We, we thought the 31-point comeback was the wake-up call. I guess not. I guess this needs to be it because that's the thing. It's one thing if a team beats the Warriors while they're playing well. They did not play well tonight. They didn't show up. They were lazy. Uh, Clay was even asked about whether he was looking too far ahead, if, if him and the team were looking too far ahead to the Rockets. And Clay said, yeah, we absolutely were. And it started with me. Here's the exact quote. When asked about looking ahead to the Rockets, Clay said, yep, started with me. I was. I thought we'd come out and win tonight. Sometimes life doesn't go as planned. So, I mean, he said it in post game last game that he was, you know, looking at what the Rockets were doing. And this is what happened. It's a bad look for these guys. This is the team they wanted to play in the first round, the Clippers. And now this thing's going six. Two home losses. Like, this is this is bad. And also, what's annoying for me, at least, and I think a lot of listeners and fans of the Warriors will feel the same way, is now we got to hear the, you know, the questions about the Warriors for the next two days. Because everyone wants the Warriors to lose. But we got to hear, oh, I don't know. I mean, the Rockets are going to be tough. And, you know, they lost to, to Eastern Conference teams at home this year and blah, blah, blah. So we're going to have to hear that for the next two days instead of looking forward to this Rocket series. Steve Kerr was uh, spoke with the media after the game. He was asked for his thoughts on the loss, obviously, and Steve actually was uh, related it to the entire season. Here's what Steve Kerr had to say. Well, um, you know, I, I, it's been a, a year where you know things haven't gone exactly smoothly all the time, so it's it's uh, I'm not su- surprised by anything. Um, but I expected 
uh, to come out and play better and to win the game. But uh, it's the NBA playoffs. You know, this is a seven-game series, and and uh, you got to play. You got you got to defend in this emergency. And uh, you know, we gave up 129 points on our home floor, and they shot 54 percent. And uh, you know, we weren't right in, from the very beginning. 37 points we gave up in the first quarter. Everything that we did in LA, we did not do tonight. We sort of seemed to take it for granted that we were going to be okay. But you know, I said it before the game: this this Clipper team has been scrapping and clawing all year, and uh, you knew they weren't going to go down um, without a fight. And um, I thought Patrick Beverly came in, just kicked our butts right away. We got like three offensive rebounds, and um, he came out with more energy than we had, and. Uh, and that set a tone. Steve brought up Patrick Beverly, who I brought up before also, and Patrick Beverly played great tonight. He deserves praise for this game. It was the, the last, the, the KD game that I pushed back against. But he was great tonight. There's no doubt about it. Uh, look, I've, I've talked about the players and Steph and Clay's mistakes. Steve Kerr wasn't blameless in this one either. It's a freaking closeout game, Steve. And your team is sluggish. I don't know if Jordan Bell should have gotten any minutes, but Kavon Looney was one of two players who had a positive plus-minus. The first one was Kevin Durant at a plus-two. Kavon Looney, plus-15. Why don't you play Kavon Looney more? Why don't you go to the Hamptons 5 more in a closeout game when there's a sense of urgency to closing this game out? And if it's about minutes, well, you know what? You got a whole other game worth of minutes that you're going to have to play your guys. So, I... There, there were he had mistakes as well, and it's also the coach's job to try and get the team locked in. Now it doesn't always take, but at the same time they just were not ready to go tonight, and some of that has to fall on Steve. But I also don't know why Kavon Looney plays only twenty one minutes when you could have given him thirty. You know, he was like I said, he was a plus fifteen. Now he was two of eight from the field, but a lot of those are missed tip ins and stuff like that. But it, there were rotational things that he could have done that he did not. Uh, Steve Kerr, also a little defiant when asked a question about the team's identity, which I'm not going to say it's a dumb question, but it's just not one of those quantifiable things, really. So Steve pushed back a little bit. Here's what he had to say. What's the identity of our club? Uh, back-to-back champions? I'm saying for this particular season. Um... I don't know. Like, we're really good. I mean, we're hanging banners. You know, what's our identity? We play fast. We play defense. Um, I don't know. We could Maybe we should do an instructional video later, and we'll send it to you. A little, little sass from Steve Kerr. I love it. I love it. Maybe he's pushing back a little bit on what we all hear, and I'm sure that they hear, too, through the media that, you know, this team isn't the same and blah, 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 and – you know, oh, my God, they're going to a game six. Look, they shouldn't be going to a game six, but it's not the end of the world. This is still the Golden State Warriors. They're still the back-to-back champs, and they hang banners like Steve Kerr just said. So we're going to flush this one, call it a day, move on to game six, and then hopefully go on to game one of round two of the Western Conference playoffs. Uh, we will have to wait and see, though. Luckily, the game is on Friday, only one day off. Uh, avoid most media outlets if you don't want to hear everyone question the Warriors because they lost to the Clippers. Going to take one quick break, come back, 
I want to go over some of the Western Conference uh, playoff situations and then wrap this thing up. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Available in three colors, its thin light design, built-in HD camera, and touchscreen turns any space into your workspace. More at surface.com slash laptop go. Support for this podcast comes from State Farm, here with good news and even better news. The good news? State Farm has new lower car insurance rates. The even better news? That means you can now get the service and convenience of a local State Farm agent at surprisingly great rates. State Farm can help you save more cash and get the good neighbor service you deserve. Just talk to your local State Farm agent or visit statefarm.com to find out how much you can save on your car insurance. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. We're about to flush this game, never talk of it again. But what I do want to go over is some of the uh, Western Conference playoff situations. One of the reasons why this loss hurts is because Houston was able to wrap up their series with Utah tonight, getting the win 100 to 93. Uh, Utah just does not have enough firepower to go up against Houston. And Golden State was had the opportunity to wrap theirs up and match Houston five games, five games, and go into the second round. But since Golden State couldn't finish it, we got a game Friday. So Houston was able to wrap that one up, and they are officially in the second round. Tomorrow night is Denver taking on San Antonio in game six of their series. Denver is up 3-2, so they have a chance to wrap that up. If Denver wins, they will be moving on to the second round to take on the Portland Trailblazers. And then, of course, Friday we got Golden State at the Clippers game six. So there it is. Warriors, just get it done, dude. Just wrap this thing up. Get rid of these Clippers. Tired of them. Tired of it. Let's go. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network.
This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.